Y'all, I know that we're like a couple days before Christmas and this should probably be a Christmas episode, but this is an episode that is going to be so good. It's so good. I just finished recording with Dr. Lisa Hartwell and listen, I know I said listen, I'm like ecstatic about this conversation. This will bless you big. Let me tell you about Dr. Lisa Hartwell. She's described as a multifaceted gem by her clients for her strength with having a vast spiritually anchored perspective that she teaches through the lens of practical, neuro-based, psychological understanding for a growth mindset. And she is, she's a gem. She exudes warmth and connection, balanced with direct feedback to inspire shifts and changes in you. Her positive outlook helps you focus and find your best next steps. She teaches high-achieving professionals how to use anxiety as your ally so that personal development can be accomplished with more ease and grace. Dr. Hartwell's bio is one of diverse experience with a successful career as a trauma flight nurse, clinical and forensic psychologist, entrepreneur, community service provider, and mentor. She's a published author of Bad Apples, How to Feel Good Even When Rotten Things Happen, that is the guidepost for resilience activation through self-care retreats and private retreats for those needing an individual reset and refresh. And she's a sought-after speaker and workshop facilitator for multiple professional national and international conferences and retreats. She enjoys a full and fun life in Hawaii with her husband and teenage son in the beautiful state of Hawaii. So our conversation is one that talks about normalizing and differentiating high-functioning anxiety from clinical anxiety. And we talk about this at length. I asked really, really thoughtful questions um, that I was super curious about. And I know that you're going to benefit from, you know, tuning into this conversation because she responded so powerfully and so clearly. I loved, loved, loved our conversation. If you want to connect with Dr. Lisa Hartwell, one of the ways that you can do that is tuning into her podcast, Anxiety with Ease. It's a self-improvement podcast for ambitious professionals and business owners who struggle with high-functioning anxiety whenever they feel overwhelmed. Anxiety Ease is not about eliminating your high-functioning anxiety. It's actually about going on a self-discovery journey of illuminating the incredible human that is already there and how high-functioning anxiety can shine the light on our growth. So, I hope that this conversation blesses you as much as it blessed me. And without further ado, I present to you my conversation with Dr. Lisa Hartwell. Let's do it. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. All right, y'all. 
I told you I have a treat for you. And I'm pretty excited about this conversation because I have Dr. Lisa Hartwell on the show today, and she is going to be sharing some really cool stuff that we haven't talked about yet. So first and foremost, thank you, doc, for being here. I'm so appreciative of you. Thank you for giving us your time and your expertise. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today and see where this goes. Oh, yeah. Tell us about you. How'd you get here? How did I get here? Uh, Well, I met you in a podcast group, which is just always so fun and just that we're able to support each other. And, you know, I started my podcast this year for the first time just as a visibility strategy, but Mm -hmm. also as a framework to get, you know, I just feel like I want to get the word out more about normalizing anxiety and especially high functioning anxiety that so many of us professional women have. And um you know, just started showing up and I've been having so much fun. I didn't realize this was going to be so much fun. It was a little bit anxiety to produce the show, but now I'm just having a blast. Just creating episodes. It is fun. I think part of anything new, like the unknown part of it is like expecting the worst and like, it's going to be super hard. And then you jump in and you're like, actually, this fills my cup. Yeah, 100%. And others cups, which is even more amazing even to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Can you tell us about your professional life and really what you specialize in? Sure. Yeah. So I'm located in Hawaii on the Island of Oahu. I've been here for about 36 years, I think now, probably going on 37. I'd have to do the math. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved here as a new grad, as a new nurse. After I graduated in Alaska, I saw an ad in a magazine, in a nursing magazine. And I said, Hmm, I think I'll go to Hawaii and try Hawaii for a little while <laughs> now. And, you know, I just basically never looked back and yeah. have had a journey through my professional career as a emergency room and flight nurse and mm-hmm. trauma nurse. And then a lot of psych sprinkled in there along the way. Yeah. And through that journey, I discovered forensic psychology or, or forensic nursing rather, and which is really uh, processing evidence within Mm -hmm. a medical setting. And I just was intrigued by the interface of medicine and law, which took me back to grad school Mm -hmm. and where I specialize in both clinical and forensic psychology. And my journey has further taken me to specialize in anxiety. And I love anxiety because I love the energy behind it. Mm -hmm. I love it when clients come to me and I feel like I'm sort of using a Tai Chi kind of with them as opposed to trying to get them out of bed. They're already out of bed and running, but I want them now to just kind of slow down and make their life easier. So through that journey in my business, I've really created programs to help professional women mostly Mm -hmm. um, see quite a bit of men as well, but mostly with high functioning anxiety that kind of comes and goes. It's not clinical quite yet to where they need medication and, you know, they're suffering so badly, but Uh, really on a journey to help normalize what is high-functioning anxiety when it rears its head and it doesn't always have to stop you in your tracks when it's time to pivot. So that's Mm -hmm. really what, in a nutshell, what my professional journey is, where it's taken me. That's so interesting. How would you define high-functioning anxiety? Because I think people throw around terms and it's really helpful to be on the same page about definitions. Yeah, I hear you. I look at it as a continuum. Most everything that I do is I'm a bit of a developmentalist. um, Mm -hmm. So I look at it as a, on the continuum, maybe 
since we're on a podcast, you can't see my hands, but on the left side being stress and on the far right side being burnout. And in between, high-functioning anxiety is that next step over from stress. And then Mm -hmm. clinical anxiety is the step before burnout, especially in professional. High-functioning anxiety, really the differentiating factor is most of the times it's internal. Nobody would ever know that you have it because you're cool as a cucumber on the outside. You got your shizzle sticks together and you still are functioning and you still do all the things, but inside you're just, "Ah." whereas clinical anxiety shows up to where other people notice, Uh, it shows up more physically in your body. So you kind of present more with the, the headaches and the stomach aches and the body aches and can't sleep and maybe getting in a little bit more arguments than you'd like, that sort of thing. That would probably be the major differentiating factor versus stress kind of comes and go with with the situations of the day. Mm. So I know that a lot of what you do and everything, you know, the things that you've shared with me that you're passionate about include learning and teaching. And you had mentioned just in kind of your own testimony and and what's important to you that that has been part of you know, your everyday, could you just elaborate a little more on like your own testimony and how you've incorporated faith into all the things that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, my faith was something I was exposed to very young as far Mm -hmm. as being a Christian woman now, and my faith has never wavered. Mm -hmm. So my testimony, my journey is really about, I've never stopped being a believer. And that has been woven throughout my life. There's been tough times in my life where I've had to certainly call upon, you know, God and my support system, probably more than normal. (laughs) But for the most part, it's been unwavering. But in my journey, what I've realized, especially as a psychologist, is the openness to uh, other schools of thought. And I have turned it into especially with my first book of Bad Apples, um, How to Feel Good Even When Rotten Things Happen. I have one of the models I use in there is a faith development model, Mm -hmm. which really is an alignment with how we develop as a human. So how we develop with our thinking, our cognitive, how we develop with our social emotional skills. And on top of that, we definitely develop our faith. And Mm -hmm. really gets aligned with at some point as a, concrete example, hopefully your faith when you're 30, 40, or 50 doesn't look like the same type of faith that you had when you were three, four, and five. Yeah. Right. And so that piece of it has been enlightening to me to be open to whatever type of clients that I see, to be able to essentially join them for wherever they're at, and then hopefully get them into the headspace of Faith is such an important component of being human. And that is the core piece of which I hope to get people to, as opposed to living and operating with just their anxiety. Because Mm -hmm. most people show up to me symptomatic because of anxiety, right? And so I want to get them to the point where they're, I kind of look at it as more topical, sort of the top layer of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I try to get them to just look deeper and deeper into. Let's connect with that soul of you that speaks to you through that faith. And so that's really where I kind of take people on that journey. And then probably because it's been my own personal journey, but 
always noticed in psychology it was there's a lot of that training in psychology, but you have to go off in a different direction. Most of it is based on behavior change. Most of it is based on tracking behavior change. Why? Because that's the only way we get paid, right? Insurance want to see that there's a difference. Um, Research programs want to see that the efficacy, they want to see what you're doing is making a difference. I don't know if people, they want to feel better. I don't know if they want to know that they've gone down from an eight to a two in their anxiety. It's Mm -hmm. a tool, but most people, all they know is they want to feel better, but they don't know why. So when you're thinking about high functioning anxiety and you've referenced professional women, what resistance comes up for these women? Because I I personally was one of those women and a lot of my my peers and my friends, you know, we could do our job, but we were definitely in our heads and like feeling terrible (laughs) in the process of it. Yeah, I think it's the the stigma is probably Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things when you're trying to reach out to somebody. And admitting to ourselves that we can't handle it anymore is a tough one for most of us professionals. Many of us are moms as well and wives. And so we take on multiple roles uh, within our families and our communities. And so I think, you know, it takes it takes some courage to step up and say, oh, the stuff in my head, I can't stop thinking about it or Mm -hmm. I can't stop worrying about it or the not good enoughness comes up with sometimes you do have to especially when you start having kids boy enoughness should be you know front and center as a criteria to be a mom sometimes I think because sometimes some days you just have to do enough and sometimes that just means feed and watering your kid (laughs) making sure they get to bed on time but the part of not showing up and getting some support with it is usually related to the stigma of uh, and admitting to yourself that you need some help or even mm-hmm. labeling it right even recognizing that that's truly what's going on which is for me it's the prevention to not let people to go down that continuum to clinical anxiety and then burnout you know let's just kind of keep it it's okay to co- kind of go in and out of stress to high functioning anxiety but at some point it would be nice that not every time something comes up in your life that that's how your brain is wired to react, which is in an anxious state of mind. And that's really what I teach. Okay, quick break. Here is a short message from our sponsor slash podcast producer. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but you don't know how and where to start? It's too much. It's overwhelming. Trust me, I get it. Let yours joy podcast production, and management services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message Joy at facebook.com forward slash Joy. All right, back to the show. So when you say normalize high-functioning anxiety, what does that look like, normalizing it? Yeah, um, normalizing for me is understanding that it's it's merely just a messenger in many other types of emotions that we have so in other words you know i want to kind of get away from having people put it in the bucket of being a negative emotion mm-hmm. it's just another emotion or reaction that we all feel 
because we don't have that same reaction to feeling joy. We don't want to get rid of joy because it feels good. We don't look at joy as, oh, that's an interesting messenger. Why do I feel joyful today about this situation? (laughs) Right? (laughs) We want to just embrace it and hold on to it as long as we can. Whereas I want to flip the switch to be curious about why do I feel so anxious about this situation? Mm -hmm. What is it about this that I feel not good inside? And what is my mind and what is my body trying to tell me? And you and I had a conversation before, which is I'm a firm believer that that's when we drop into our soul's desire and our message for ourselves. And that can't come until I can get someone to understand and take a breath and embrace anxiety as something to help you, something to serve you. I always look at it as it's the the only way that God and his angels have capacity to tap us on the shoulders as humans, because we're not good at humans at listening to our soul. (laughs) We're very good at humans about listening to things that tap us on our shoulder and bother us, which to me is, you know, physical manifestations of anxiety. Yeah. I know for some of the women who are listening, what they get anxious about has to do with their ability to perform or their inability to perform. So when anxiety is tied to actions um, that they really can't get away from, maybe time constraints or reducing their capacity and things like that, what would you say to the woman who is struggling with that high functioning anxiety so that she doesn't teeter into the land Mm -hmm. of you know, clinical anxiety. Yeah. Clinical side. Yeah. It's a great question. So I think one of the pieces of recognizing in the moment when it's happening, so definitely tracking themes is something that I work on with folks. And then when you can dial down to why that theme keeps coming up for you, Mm -hmm. that's probably your answer where you need to work. And it might look like forgiveness. It might look like letting go of resentment. It might look like following a dream that hasn't manifested yet. It might look like what's some, I'm trying, I'm running through clients in my head right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, what are some things that loss would be another one? A lot of I'm seeing some folks now that have quite a few folks, unfortunately have lost people during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of feeling like they don't have their anchor anymore in their life manifests as anxiety, but at the core level, that would be what their soul is wanting them to work through. Mm. And so the idea is at some point you would want to embrace it and watch where it comes up and then dial down about what's this overarching theme of the areas that it keeps coming up. And Mm -hmm. that's your answer, what you need to work on. When should a person get professional help? Well, I'm a big one on prevention, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I see so many people that wait so long. I've had three in the last two weeks, believe it or not. They've waited so long to come in to see for clinical anxiety that they just couldn't do the work after the first two sessions. Mm -hmm. It literally was so activating for them. And to my, you know, I have the nursing background. So my recommendation is let's get you on some medication. Let me give you a referral for that first. So we can actually do the work together. And they haven't come back. And to me, I'd like to catch you before that. Yeah. Right. So let's catch you before our conversation isn't so activating 
mm-hmm. that you can't even have a conversation. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And it's such an encouragement because I think people wait until they are backed into a corner to ask for help. Yeah. I'm also big on prevention and raising your hand and asking for support before mm-hmm. you get to the point where you're kind of forced into it. You know, I think yeah. we benefit from being, not that we have to, but we do benefit from being a lot more willing to to be vulnerable and go there just so that we can see, I think, a bigger return on that investment, you know? Yeah, I think the part of what you're saying, kind of like, you know, in the corner raising a, a white flag is probably when you're finding you're having the same conversations with multiple people and you're probably not getting the validation that you're looking for or the answers that your soul is looking for. That would be another indicator. I would say that at some point, people feel exacerbated exasperated with not getting the support from their current support system mm-hmm. that has worked before. That would probably be that threshold of seeking yeah. additional support. That's really good. Thank you for that. So you speak about this at length on your show. Can you tell us a little bit more about your show and what you're working on right now? Yeah, my show is Anxiety Ease, um, Solutions for High-Functioning Anxiety for Professionals. And it's really talking through, starting out with defining the difference of Mm -hmm. how high-functioning anxiety fits into that spectrum. And then secondarily, walking through the three steps that I use, and I've added a sort of a bonus step in years past here, about what's the way that we can approach this in a way that is tangible, something that's user friendly, so to speak, as opposed Mm -hmm. to just speaking in terms. I tend to go deeper with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a real big one on tips and tricks. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that's part of social media and Mm -hmm. it gets people to stop the scroll, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It doesn't work long-term. And so my show is all about going quite a bit beyond tips and tricks, Mm -hmm. even though we talk about try these three things. And if these three things don't work here, this is probably why. What I'm going to start doing is in the new year, I'm going to go take off the layers of each one of those steps much deeper. That's really what my plan is. And I also plan on bringing on guests on my show as well to kind of talk about their experience and and uh, see, you know, see it just in the, like what the word you used earlier is First of all, I want to have fun with it. I'm kind of a big one on fun, but mm-hmm. also give encouragement that kind of all in this together. Mm-hmm. But I have found my particular approach has been so useful that I just kind of want to get it out on a you know bigger. It's easier to get out on a bigger platform than one client at a time, so to speak. So that's really what my plan is. That's so good. I'm so excited. And hopefully all of you listening will head over and check out Dr. Lisa Hartwell's show, Anxiety Ease. I know that I've tuned in and that's why I brought her on the show. So definitely take a moment and hit subscribe so that you are getting those updates, especially as she's providing a very different type of, you know, piece of content. I think so many of us are so used to people giving just like little tips and tricks and it's time to go deeper. You know, it's about time. 
So where can everybody connect with you other than your show, which we will have links to in the blog post. So make sure that you're checking out the blog, but where else can they find you? Probably the best way is either on, I'm on Instagram, Dr. Hartwell at Anxiety Resilience. And then also my website is probably the easiest. So, which is my name, drlisahartwell.com. And I have all kinds of, you know, links to connect with me. I have high functioning anxiety quiz for you to take, see where you fall on this continuum that I'm talking about. So that's probably the best. And my podcast is on my website with all the different links to podcast forum and platforms. So that's probably the easiest. Yeah, I'll have Mm -hmm. all these links in the blog post. So again, make sure you are checking out the blog. It'll be in a nice little area that says connect with Dr. Lisa Hartwell here. And in the meantime, I just want to thank you doctor for coming on the show and just sharing your heart and sharing your expertise with us. I know that one conversation really doesn't even scratch the surface. So it's definitely important for us to continue to show up for these conversations and to do that work. So my prayer really is that this episode inspires and encourages our listeners to, to be a little more open and to be a little more willing. Amen. (laughs) Amen. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys and hope that you will check out and connect with Dr. Lisa Hartwell. And Doc, thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Have a fabulous day. Yeah. Take care, guys. Aloha. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show oh and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group bible study upcoming events free courses and other services head to herrenewedstrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider you'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses i'll see you on the inside